BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. Multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half. How'd you get and you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit him. I, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning and then 45 minutes later she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Operator Podcast. Uh, Last time we were in the middle of some extraordinary fighting uh, stories about the U.S. Marine Corps in Fallujah in Iraq, 2007, one of the hottest summers. And I don't mean physically. Well, I mean physically. It was a very hot summer, but... But emotionally and combat-wise, one of the hottest summers. Chaps left us off um, talking about people getting hit with ricochets, people getting really hit. um, How and where you can get recognized for certain actions in combat. But uh, Chaps is about to experience, um, you know, a turning point in life. So uh, we're going to continue right now. Yeah, so I thought my career was basically done at that point, and it turns out that it it was. <laughs> so the retirement that they were putting me through, the the med board and all that shit, just really got sped up. And my my uh, chief warrant officer at the time was our company commander, detachment commander was the term. Uh, he's a detachment commander. Talked to the the colonel that was in Fort Leonard Wood, and. By the order, if somebody gets a felony charge, you can have them out of the Marines in as soon as five days. Like you can get separated really, really fast. And he, the battalion commander, wanted him to do it. And the chief warrant officer was like, I really don't want to do this. Let's let him retire, get his benefits so he can go get help that he very clearly needs. Yeah, no kidding. And that's what they ended up doing. Because if not, it would have stripped away my VA benefits. It would have stripped away all that. I wouldn't be able to be retired, anything. My family would have been in financial ruin um, because of the, the my, my bond was set at like $150,000. Oh, so I I had to pay fifteen grand just to get out of jail. 
And then I had lawyer's fees. I had court costs. I had all that shit. So all my deployment money that I had saved, all every dime that I had saved my entire life was gone. I went from having like a pretty decent nest egg with like my reenlistment bonus and combat yeah. money and all that shit to my feeding my family's nothing but hot dogs for weeks at a time, trying to get any sort of money back into our account. It was terrible. And going through all that, knowing that when I walked through base and was going back to the detachment office, that everybody was looking at me poorly, like that I was a pariah, essentially. So going from my career then to what it was to that point was one of the most difficult mental things that I've had to go through, like without question. Yeah, that my, that because you were moving along fast, you're getting prom promoted quickly, and you were, you were just up for E6 at this point, or or what was that? I had already got it, so I okay. I had one meritorious staff NCO. I was one of two on the East Coast that I got it that wow. year, and so my career was looking hot, man. I was a company gunny as a sergeant. Uh, whenever I got to Quantico, yeah, and there was no other there was other staff ncos but i was doing so well and my first sergeant reached out to the staff ncos and i was on the email list because i was a kennel master and when i was in sergeant's course he said we need somebody to step in for gunny owens to be the new company gunny nobody i noticed that for like a couple of hours nobody responded to first sergeant so i emailed them i was like i'll do it if nobody else wants to do it he called me from sergeant's course asked me a couple of questions i got the questions right and he was like all right you start on monday uh, wow. Whenever I got back and I did it and did well at it. And so I got promoted really early. The average time at yeah, that's really was quick. like 10, 11 years to get staff and CEO. I did it six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really quick. I knew my entire goal. That's what I told the Sergeant Major when I was interviewing him. I wanted that seat. Like I had my eyes focused on that seat. I wanted to do that. And I, my entire identity then, and I'm sure you felt this way as a SEAL yeah. for, my entire identity was being not just a Marine, but being a great Marine. It was my entire identity and having that stripped away from me and then becoming a felon, going from somebody that's Jeez. hugely respected. And now I'm looking down the barrel of being a felon. Luckily, the crime never got adjudicated, so it's not on my record. I'm not a felon, but it was tough, man. It was fucking tough. That's extremely tough, too. And then, it's, and then you're then you're out. Yeah. And then I'm out I, going to school, trying to figure things out. It, it took me a while to figure things out yeah. at all and get my emotions checked. And I credit, um, there's a doctor named Dr. Willis. I give her a shout out every time I possibly yeah, can. Cool. She's a neuropsychologist and was at Bamsey. She changed the course of my life. Like when I was still got out, I, my memory sucked from traumatic brain injury. I couldn't remember things like I used to be able to. And She's the one that walked me through your self-worth is not the uniform that you wear. Your self-worth is the person that you are. And that's what made the person in uniform great was the person that you are, not the uniform that you wore. And she understood like how to talk to me and how to bring me down. And it really helped me and changed my life. That's important to talk to someone else too. And just the, just the story with um, the recognition of PTSD too. A lot, a lot of veterans uh, have it and don't. They don't want to admit it because I think the whole tough guy mentality. But I mean, I, I've, it took me a while to admit that I have it, and I've gotten treatment, and it's it's really important. Um, mm -hmm. The first key to anything with healing is talking, and it doesn't even need to be to uh, be to a therapist. Just talk about it. Bring it up with someone that maybe has similar experiences, or and a lot of people too need to realize you don't need to be in combat to get um, post traumatic stress. It's important right. to talk and bring it up, and that's yeah, that's a. Uh, how long did it take for you to see the 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 doc? Uh, probably two years after. Well, that's so just it, I can't imagine them just a morale beat down too. I, I've had similar experiences. Everything from 
from law enforcement to ending up in handcuffs to talking to someone to, to you know, morale dumps. And uh, you got to take the highs with the lows. But I started talking to someone and doing some other treatments and man, it helps. Yeah. And the, I think that we look at this new generation, like the post 9-11 generation of veteran, and we say, oh, they experience PTSD so much more. And it's just flat out not true. Like I, I talked to Woody Williams, Medal of Honor recipient, and I said, Mr. Williams, with all the things that you've gone through in your life, do you do you think that you got PTSD from uh, World War II? And he was like, you know, son, I don't know if I would have, I would say I had PTSD. There was a lot of nights that I never slept. I had terrible dreams and I relived a lot of the experiences, but I would just say that's kind of fog of war. And a rose by any other name is still a rose. And they go through all the same things that we did. It's just that we have the recognition to not make the VA's leading cause of death alcoholism related because people viewed suicide even worse in the 1940s and 50s. They would rather say somebody was found drunk in a barn and died instead of they killed themselves. They killed themselves, yeah. And that, that was the leading cause of death in the veteran community from 1945 to like 1975 was alcoholism. But a lot of those looking back were probably suicide. No shit. Yeah. And, and but the, yeah, like you said, though, they, they're not bringing that up back then. Um, it's being addressed now. And I, I encourage people to talk to other people. My one of my favorite sayings, if you're having a bad day, call someone. If you're having a good day, call someone. They might have they might be having a bad day. No, you're absolutely right. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. I I, uh, I got out early too. didn't retire, got some, you know, I get I get the disability for being a crazy person. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough. One day you're doing one thing. The next thing you the life changes. So, all right, just to shift gears and not get morbid, we have talked about this before. And there's two items I want to bring up because you tell people you're a liberal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't I think I'm more libertarian. Why would you say liberal? What do you think? Because because liberals, it seems the further we get in this crazy world, liberal is more normal and like leftist is nuts. What What, what made you think you were a liberal? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm a leftist by any means, but I would say that I'm a liberal in the classic sense of the word where I believe this is how this is basically my frame of thought, because I was a libertarian for a long time, too. And actually, the first person I voted for for president was Mike Huckabee in the Republican primaries. Like I I was that kind of conservative dude. (laughs) He's conservative. I mean, Mike Huckabee is pretty far up there. That was when he was still like a pastor and the governor of Arkansas. So (laughs) when that. I view myself as a liberal simply from the point of view of liberty. So I view the Republican Party right now and how the GOP currently operates as a party that doesn't want people to be able to do something, whether it's restriction on the way that we vote, whether it's restriction in the way people raise their children, whether it's restriction on the way people get married or have abortions and things like that. It's a party of restriction. And I feel like in a lot of ways, Democrats or liberals like me, not necessarily Democrats, are focused on allowing more things to happen where, like, let's say gay people can get married. Like you can have all those different types of things. And that's the reason why I classify myself as a liberal, especially in the, the changing world. Like to me, the terminology of woke is just so unbelievably lazy. And that's the reason why I don't (laughs) like it because- I think it's a lazy term and it's become anything that we disagree with is woke. Like if I don't agree with you, it's, it's woke. It's because it's woke. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Disney world cause it's woke. Well, if you ask somebody to define it, what the fuck does woke mean? Like, and nobody no, really point. has an, has an answer. It's, it's basically come down to I'm as conservative. I don't agree with that way of life. So therefore it is woke. 
No, that's that's the way it is too. And I I I find myself, and I think most normal people socially are liberal with, like you said, with the gay marriage. Of course, that just makes common sense. Uh, um, with um. I'm trying to think of other like if, if you're whatever you want to do in this country, pursuit of happiness, liberty, you should be able to do it as long as you're not harming anybody else. Like, uh, I mean, the big the big one now is the transgender sports. Like if you want to be transgender, great. If you're happy, I, I hope so. I disagree with biological males breaking women's sports records because that's what feminists fought for so long. But I mean, again, if you're doing it on your own, not hurting anybody, have at it. Enjoy your life. That's that's where I'm at, too. That's that's why I say libertarian, but more of a I just like to say I'm an American instead of I don't you know, liberal, conservative, I, I like Democrat, Republican, the two party system. Personally, I disagree. I don't like either one of them because they all worship the same lobbyists. But yeah, I, I mean, I think as long as you're as long as you're lo- lo- loving life, love life. Yeah. And for the transgender issue, like it's a, it's one that's personal and close to home for me. And I don't understand as somebody like we always talk about liberty. And that's the most I would say that that's the most important value. Freedom and liberty are the most important value that Americans have. Right. Like, I, I think that that's what we all aspire to. The restriction of liberty is the denial of allowing people to be who they are like I, at, at its core. That is liberty. So with so many things that are huge issues in American society, for instance, our life expectancy is 14 years shorter than anywhere else in the industrial world. Most pe- In Japan, the average age that they're living to is 87. In the United States, it's actually going down and currently at 76. Okay. So we have the highest mortality rates. We have the highest infantility rates. We have some of the worst educations of industrial countries. And in fact, the Heritage Foundation that – you know, like that's a conservative think group. They rate us number 17 in the world on the freedom chart. 17. 17 There's on the freedom chart. On the freedom chart. And okay. in fact, the the United Nations and the Heritage Foundation right now currently list us as a struggling democracy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could agree with that. So you look at what's going on in the world and then you look at what we're focused on. Like, for instance, in Texas. The fact that a majority of the bills, the greatest majority of any type of bills is against transgender people and against transgender youth, not inflation, not what's going down on the border, not for education getting better, not for improving our health outcomes, not for the road systems that's crumbling for the infrastructure that's going on. None of those things are the focus. It's the focus of the civil issues, the personal issues that really Republicans historically have decided wanted to not be involved with. Like they want small government, but now the government is in your room. It's in your medical room. It's in every single aspect of your personal life if it doesn't conform to this one area. And I am a firm believer that the Bill of Rights is not for the majority. The Bill of Rights is for the minority who needs those protection. And nobody is more attacked in America right now than transgender people. And you could see it across the entire scope that why, as a country who wants liberty, are we attacking these people who are in such a minority, a group that already has unbelievably high suicidality rates because people don't accept who they are. 
I believe that as Americans, we need to look to our left and our right and really follow the golden rule that I knew from Bible school, that Very treat good people point. the way that you wanted to treat people and treat mm -hmm. them as you would yourself. Love your neighbor and love who you are. Like That's the entire purpose of this great American experience. And we're trying to rip it away, whether it's through book bans, whether it's through all those different types of things that we're doing, simply because we don't agree with that person's way of life. And to me, that's the antithesis of them. On the heels of the second largest bank failure in U.S. history and the eighth interest rate hike within a 12-month period, 186 more banks are at risk of collapsing. Your bank could be next. Unless the Fed does what they did just back in March and print $30 billion out of thin air, making your dollar worthless, not to mention the recession risk that could have a significant impact on your investments and retirement accounts. Take my advice. Protect your financial future with something real. Gold and silver for my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or if you prefer, have it delivered to, uh, directly, securely, right to your front door. Since the beginning of time, there is only one universal currency that is always of value, and that's gold. Allegiance Gold has the highest ratings in the industry, five stars with Trustlink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating, with a better business bureau. You can invest with confidence because of the quality and service of Allegiance Gold. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwiththeoperator.com. Do that today or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Don't let the Fed play Monopoly with your money. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwiththeoperator.com or call... 844-790-9191. Well, we're flying through the year again. Almost done with April. This new year, we need new gear, baby. Dirty diaper screaming fits and sleepless nights. Parenthood is not for the faint of heart. I know that from experience. Tactical Baby Gear was founded by parents for parents. With kit you'll be proud to carry, you'll overcome every spit-up, Blow out and meltdown along the way. Prepare for whatever parenting leads you with everything cool like a Fully customizable tactical diaper bag that's ready, but be ready because this could get messy. All this gear is highly practical, highly functional, and extremely high quality. Always on the ready, diaper bags, baby strollers, carriers, wagons, everything in between, and a lifetime warranty. And use code THEOPERATOR to save 15% at tacticalbabygear.com. Go check out the Vera Cruiser. Functions as a wagon and a stroller, rugged aluminum frame, all-terrain tires, three-point safety harness, molly webbing, which most of the stuff has, children's snack tray, and an adult cup holders, which is very convenient for some of that. Uh, there's a tactical baby carrier 2.0. The baby can face either in or out depending on developmental stage and, of course, the weather. Don't have a baby facing into the rain. Interior cotton padded machine washable liner, and again, molly compatible. This is acknowledged by the International Hip Dysplasia Institute as hip healthy. So you can wear your baby like a reserve parachute from a static line jump. Go to tacticalbabygear.com. Use code THEOPERATOR for 15% off. God, guns, and diapers, baby. We have talked about ketones before on this podcast. Ketones are a natural source of fuel for your body. They're often created when your stored carbs are depleted, triggering your body to convert fat into ketones for fuel. Unlike fats, ketones can cross the blood-brain barrier, allowing ketones to fuel both the brain and the body. Compared to other sources of energy like glucose or fat, 
ketones are a more efficient fuel that can produce more power while using less oxygen. In daily life, your brain and body are fueled by ketones. When I take these ketones, I feel amazing. You can find Ketone IQ at hvmn.com. That stands for Health Via Modern Nutrition. hvmn.com. And use promo code THEOPERATOR when you check out and save 20%. Again, that's hvmn.com, promo code THEOPERATOR to save 20%. This is brain fuel. It is a clean energy boost without sugar and caffeine. Take a shot whenever you need it to re-energize. Zero sugar, zero caffeine energy boost. Use it daily, first thing in the morning or whenever, like I said, you need to re-energize for a wave of clean energy. And I like the sharp focus that comes with it. 60% of Tour de France competitors use Ketone IQ and none of them are keto. So visit hvmn.com, use code THEOPERATOR and save 20%. I need to give a quick shout out to my wife, Jessica O'Neill. She works tirelessly behind the scenes for uh, RJO Apparel, getting our signed books out after I sign them. <laughs> and we do uh, other, all kinds of other stuff at RJO Apparel. But uh, when you're running a business like that, every person, every moment and penny counts in your business. You can't afford to take any of them for granted. Stamps.com gets it because for the last 25 years, they've been helping businesses like yours save time and money. So you can focus on your business knowing that Stamps.com has all your postage needs covered with premium discounts and great rates. A post office in your office. With Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and a printer. They'll even send you a free scale so you'll have everything you need to get started. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through Stamps.com dashboard. And if you sell products online like we do, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Running a business isn't cheap, especially when it comes to fulfilling orders for your customers. Luckily, Stamps.com has huge carrier discounts up to 84% off at the U.S. Postal Service and UPS rates. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to the U.S. Postal Service and UPS services you need right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Set your business up for success when you get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code THEOPERATOR for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code THEOPERATOR. Get a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale at www.stamps.com slash THEOPERATOR. And thanks to stamps.com for sponsoring this show. Do you think that they're trying to just make sure the parents are more involved in the state, or are they doing the opposite, they being uh, lawmakers in Texas? I think that it's completely hypocritical because this is the same group that said we don't want to get our kids vaccine because the government has no business in the in the medical care of my child. Right. I should be able to decide what goes on, but I can't. Like other people that have transgender killed, they shouldn't be able to do that. It's hypocrisy at the highest form. That's there a very is good point. no other there is no other situation medically that parents, the government would go against every single major medical association in the world that says that this is the proper and appropriate care for transgender people. If you did that with cancer, you go to prison. Like you, you, (laughs) if you go against the medical advice of any other issue, 
you get in trouble for it and people look at you crazy. If your kid has strep throat, take them to the doctor and get penicillin, right. not mm -hmm. something else. Even if it's religion based, you can't do that because the kid dies. You go with the medical advice from these medical boards. And for some reason, that's the only issue that they're picking out and saying everything else medically do except for that because we don't like it. Hmm. Well, I mean, if the good news now is that uh, if we weren't controversial in this podcast, we just got there. Because yeah. this is a hot button issue. Shit. Since since we're talking about this, I mean, I you know, I, I want the government out of our face, too. And I think but I need the parents to be involved. I just I disagree with places where the school is telling them they can do this without the parents knowledge. Uh, but I don't know how much that happens because uh, anything controversial is going to get ratings. I don't know how often that's happened, but parents are involved. I agree. Get the government out of it. But since we're being controversial, what do you think of the Bud Light fiasco? I think it's a much to do about nothing, man. Like I, I don't understand boycotts in general. Boycotts in a yeah. modern world do not exist. And anybody who says that they're not a globalist or talk about global, everyone is a globalist. The things that you're wearing to the things that you eat, to the places you go, to the car you drive, there is no vacuum of what you could purchase the things from. Like I don't agree with a lot of the social stances as Chick-fil-A, but I'm going to eat a fucking nugget. Like, Dude, because, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, uh I uh, I disagree with pretty much everything Ben and Jerry stands for. I will not stop eating Chunky Monkey. I don't give a fuck about. It. I'm not boy. Yeah, boycotting. Yeah, it's, I, I yeah. And even I if you tried to, there's going to be something else that they own that's going to be involved yeah. with it. Just like Dan Crenshaw went through the same thing by saying, "I don't want a Bud Light," but he has a Carbach beer that's yeah. owned by Anheuser Busch too. Like there is no separation. Oh shit! They uh, they released um, a list of what Anheuser Busch owns and people were losing their minds like oh shit we gotta wake up this, this. <laughs> yeah like there it doesn't exist and that's left or right like you can't chick-fil-a also has other corporate partners that you're you're gonna boycott coke you're gonna boycott potatoes like right. what are you, there is no end like you can't boycott anything they're un they're ineffective chick-fil-a they tried to do that but i mean chick-fil-a is so damn good it's never it really away. is they're, i mean it is. i had it yesterday proof. i'm not even kidding that yeah. that spicy chicken sandwich a little cheese maybe a little extra mayo because you know body by hostess over here but uh yeah it's, it's good i know I, I think that yeah if something's good just do it i think we get too political with every fucking thing i mean online and on tv I, what i like I, I get to travel quite a bit and i get to meet people face to face most people are actually pretty rational and agree on a lot of the same things. But I, I just like when, like, if you don't, I have a thing with, with the second amendment. If I go anywhere other than what the party thinks, I just get hate. Like you need to group think all the time with that one thing. And it's like, it, can't we ever have a conversation? But people right. just like, nope, you will do this. And they want to sit in the same room and they want to have an echo chamber where all we do is say the same things. And we all agree on the same stuff because that's how we think. It's like, all right, you're not going to learn anything by agreeing with everybody. The political landscape is just incredibly dogmatic. Like if you believe something, if you align yourself with one party, you're supposed to believe every single thing that that Everything. party does Everything. is is right. And one other thing that I fucking hate is that if you act like you hate the political party, like the leader, I don't like Biden. Like I have no problem saying I, I voted for him, but I have no problem saying I, I think he's a trash president. I would never vote. It's embarrassing on an international stage that he could barely throw in two sentences. And I have no problem saying that. I wish that people on the other side of the aisle could say that about people that are destroying legitimate American ideas of, of freedom. Like I, I really believe that. Well, you notice when they campaign, You'll hear them say, well, we, the Democrats, need to defeat the Republicans. It's never 
what can we do for the country? I mean, one guy said that, and he, you know, they they turned it to ultra mega mega, and I, you know, I, you know, the, to a point where make America great is a, is a racist thing to say. And all they do is say how the they don't care about the country; they care about how many seats they have. And I don't, I don't mean just Democrats, both sides. They're they're worried about personal power and can we keep the party in power? And it's like, look around, man. Look at the infrastructure. What the fuck? Yeah, um, and I, I think that a lot of the make America great again thing is. To me, like trying to understand what people who have been othered for essentially since the foundation of the country, like you can't point to a black person and say, when in American history was it great for you to be a black person and walk down the street? It wasn't in the 70s with Jim Crow laws. It wasn't in the 40s when they couldn't sit in the same chow hall as the white veterans when they came back from World War II. That's even though the up, red, yeah. red tails and airmen did everything that they do. They couldn't sit. So when you have that group or gay people or Hispanic people and they're looking and you're saying that again, I think if you said make America great yes, and you left off the again, because that turns off an entire portion of you society, what? whether you just opening my eyes here, chaps, that's awesome. I mean, that's a good point. Um, yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't traveled in their vessel, you don't know what life is like. And uh, I, it just, the party system is a, is a disturbs me because it, it's like the power corrupts always and even with your best intentions it seems to me everything from quantico to dc it's like you get to a spot where you're worried about your all we talk about is the next election yeah the next and election. i really think that we should go they get made fun of but alaska having priority voting i think is the best system that there is like you could have three people four people and you give priority selection of which one you would want to do you go number one number two number three number four and whoever has the most votes at the end, like there's a system that they do it, that's the person that wins. Why can't we do that? Why do we have to say, I either want Trump or I want Biden and there's nothing in the middle? There's Why can't you say, middle. right? Why can't I say I like Trump, but I also like DeSantis. And then next thing you know, I like the guy who is the governor from New Hampshire. I'm going to put him as third. And you have those people on the ballots that go through all the different things and you decide one, two, three or four, and then it's done. You don't well, have that might make system. things too efficient. We can't right. have that. <laughs> right. Or you might you gotta not keep the shiny object out there so that people can get distracted. Yeah. And you're going to have this same type of political landscape, I think, for a long time. Where oh, it's, yeah. In the primaries, you're going to go for the most either leftist or you're going to go for the most extreme right person. And then when they come to the general election, most of the people in America aren't in that spot of being right. far right or far left. There is no such thing as moderates, except for what you're saying. The modern American liberal would be in a conservative in Europe. Mm -hmm. Like if, you, oh, yeah. if you're if you're a liberal here, you're very conservative in well, all the it other just, industrial. It just sucks countries. that the party controls us so much that if you're too moderate in your primary election, yeah. your own party's coming after you. Be, they're they're going to make sure you don't win the primary. You need to be the extreme on one side, and then that's a candidate you get running against each other. You got extreme right, extreme left, and I mean the the last time we saw a moderate was. Like Ross Perot jumped in and Bill Clinton won because he took, you know, they're splitting the votes. And it just seems like it it it, it, it it's designed to be a two party system, which is kind of a shame. And um, you went to you went to combat under three different presidents, I assume, yeah. under mm -hmm. Bush, Obama. No, you didn't go under Trump. No, not under Trump. No, no. I was yeah, serving so when the, when Clinton was there. We didn't really go to combat there. We did. Right. We threw some we threw some missiles around Bosnia right around the Monaco Lewinsky thing. But we we didn't really go to war then. <laughs> so just Bush and Obama. Like yeah. their philosophies are incredibly different across the board. What was different about your deployments when President Obama was president and President Bush? We I got would venture more, to say not much. Well, not much, but we got more work under President Obama because of the the Republican style 
is more of a, we'll put tanks here and ships on the, on the horizon. And th- if you keep doing this, we'll do that. Uh, mm-hmm. A deterrent. And uh, President Obama likes to, um, you know, do, do shit in the dark. Um, for lack of a better term, uh, special ops. Um, we Captain Phillips. They, they they made the call. He was he was three months in office when he called us to go rescue Captain Phillips. And then the Bin Laden raid, obviously. And uh, um, you know, and I, I again, any president would have done that. But uh, people don't realize that President Obama surged troops in uh, Af- in Afghanistan. So yeah, not much. That's different. exactly what I mean. But people will paint him now as a super leftist, and but there is no foreign policy. There hasn't been many differences amongst the, even Trump, like there in Biden. There hasn't been a whole lot of differences. There's differences in what we speak, but in action, there's not a whole lot of difference. We're still yeah, droning the fuck yeah. out of people. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. Don't think we're not. We still got troops in Syria fighting. Yeah, we got we just, troops uh, all over the place in Africa fighting Al Shabaab. We can't not have a fight somewhere, but again, you know, not getting too deep into Washington D.C. But the like, I didn't want to believe as a veteran that the military-industrial complex was a thing, but it is. Oh, and dude, uh, I, you, you can make a lot of money with war and scaring people about war and preparing for war. It's, it happens. I have a theory nonstop. about that, actually, Let's modern theory. So we've been at war for twenty years. We have these contracts with Raytheon and all those yeah. different types of organizations. Contracts do not get broken because. Something changes. You know, you right. sign the contract, Good you point. sign the contract. Mm-hmm. Americans, we sign the contract with all those defense groups to have all these different missiles. We're paying for them. We're going to, we can't stockpile all these forever. Nope. If we're going to unleash them and get rid of them, really let's not point. do it at range seven. Let's do it at range Putin. Like, <laughs> and which I think is smart. You have it on deck. Why not use it? Well, I mean, you, you are too. Just, I, I don't like how comfortable a lot of politicians are with saying the word nuclear. That that yeah, that yeah. bothers me a little bit too. That's that's something that that's a that's some toothpaste you don't get back in the tube after that one. No, it's not. So that's it. Okay, so I need to ask you this before we jump off. Uh, are you still with Canines for Warriors? Um, I still support them, but I'm a board member of a group called Patrol Base Abate. I don't know if okay. you've heard of that. Uh, Tom Schumann, who recently wrote a book called Simper uh, Simper Fidelis, and it's about the digital dunkirk the leaving of afghanistan and he was able to secure a spot for his interpreter and his family and he wrote a book and he really focuses on the tribe and he's noticed that um throughout the years people have trouble leaving the military or even being in the military sometimes because there's a lack of community that you experience like i like i talked about leaving okinawa getting to quantico even that adjustment was difficult but getting out and not being around people that oh, you yeah. care about or like-minded is incredibly difficult. So we have an organization that is designed to bring people. We bought a place and we're in the process of buying a place in Montana that is going to be a, a base. We're going to like return to base where people can go there in small groups and different interests they have, whether that's jujitsu, whether that's shooting, whether that's books or film or weightlifting, cool. whatever. We're going to have a bunch of different clubs where people can go to Montana and hang out with veterans that are like-minded that's awesome. with them. And we pay for everything, like whether that's flight, that we pay for the flights, we pay for the cool. room, we pay for the lodging, all the food that they're going to be there. And we purposefully found a spot that there is no cell phone service. So when you go, <laughs> you're there. You're just there. And you're. when's the last time, Rob, that you were just someplace? Like that you didn't have your phone attached to your hip or it was amazing. It's call. amazing. Yeah. All the shit that you think you're worried about, you realize doesn't matter. Right. And so we That's do cool. that four or five days in a summer. We'll bring a group out and we we do that in rotations throughout. And we're which, gonna try which to Which part of Montana? 
Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Is like the northwestern nor uh, west or or uh, uh, I, there, could, I couldn't even there, tell. You. Are there nice mountains? Yes, there's nice okay, good. mountains. That's good yeah, enough for so me. It's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful area, and there's golf clubs too. So we got um, some local golf courses to comp. Oh time shit! So yeah, our, I got to come out golf. to that. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm they a terrible golfer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I anyone's good at golf. Is. That's yeah, awesome. Right. So what? What's the name of that? Where can people find that? Where can it's veterans Patrol find Base it? Abate, uh, PB Abate, and Abate is Abate. A B B A A or A B B A T E. So that Tom named it after him because it's Matthew Abate is the person that it's named after. It's one of uh, Major Tom Schumann's Marines that he had and really had a great relationship and bonded with and. He said his relationship with Matt Abate whenever he was killed and throughout the relationship, it it changed the course of his life. So that's the reason why it's Patrol, Patrol Base Abate. Base Abate. Can they, is there a website? Is that the website? Yeah, Patrol Base Abate. Actually, we have a fundraiser coming up. We have a gala that's going to be in May for that house I was or for that property I was telling you about. It's, it's cool. dozens of acres in an area that we're – and it – has it's like a hunting camp, and we're going to have hunting groups out there too where they can go hunt and do all that's kinds awesome. of shit. So I'm from Montana. We got we got good hunting out there. Yeah, I bet. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I can't wait to do it. It's going to be awesome. That's that's exciting. I got to check that out for sure. Okay, I have one more question before we leave. I as a as a as a dog guy, as a handler, I have to ask you this because I fly all the time. Are there too many service dogs in airports? A million percent, yes. And none <laughs> of these fucking dogs. I know. I, I can walk by a dog and be like, "That's just a fucking pet. That's yeah. a pet." Like it. <laughs> they they strap service dog on their vest and, and you could I mean you could tell these dogs have no training. Um so they're just None. happy to be and there. And people which, can't me... say shit. Like business <laughs> no. owners, uh, airlines, they can't say anything because they they're not even allowed to ask you for identification yeah. or that says it. You just have like, oh, this is a service dog. Be like, oh fuck it. Okay, let's bring this Malinois on a Delta flight. I've seen people that remind me from the six thousand pound sisters or the thousand pound sisters or whatever. Um, when they got like a little chihuahua with a service dog vest on, it's like you know what? You got a dog that's great. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why that that gets under my skin, but it's like it I don't gets on my mind too because <laughs> it gives a bad name to service dogs. Like actual yeah. service dogs are incredibly trained. They do yes, amazing things. Like even from. Even at the outset, they train dogs to be able to identify COVID. They could do COVID. Oh, wow. They could do cancer. There's dogs that have changed the way, like rural areas like Montana, where they have power line systems that are going across and you mm -hmm. have to check for termites. Dogs are doing that now where they can send dogs hundreds of meters out on a line completely away from the handler and they could smell each one of the poles and identify which ones have termites. That is absolutely incredible. We don't like we said we don't deserve dogs. So no. <clears throat> with that, we got to do this again. I'm going to check out uh, Patrol Base Abate for sure. I want to get involved with that. That's very cool. But Uncle Chaps, thank you so much for uh, coming on today. Great talking with you. Yeah, you too. And uh, the way I'm going to close is saying, regardless uh, of your political stance, if you're neither left nor right, you're never out of the fight. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.